0: I'm the chase. one Why you think they name me Grace? Cause I'm the safe, Welcome everyone to Save by Grace a podcast um, Today I will be talking about the movie I had seen a few days ago, Elvis Presley um, Great movie, um, I grew up seeing people impersonate him a lot So through that you know, I was, I was able to kind of learn his music and kind of see what he was all about And so I went to go see the movie because, you know, I'm interested in documentaries and movies about people's life. I like to see how they got to where, you know, they are are or were in life. And so um, I saw Elvis and great movie. There was a part in the movie where he talked. It was his wife. His wife um, was leaving him and. I think her name is Priscilla Priscilla Presley. She was leaving him, and um so they they I believe they separated or got divorced. They were separated for some time and I just you know when you when you see superstars or you see a lot of famous people you you people believe they're happy, and why people believe they're happy is because they feel like well, they have what you know they don't have. So, they must be happy. Like, their life must be complete. Because, you know, a lot of people who are regular, I guess, the us regular folks, um, we, or may, let me just, not gen, let me just generalize it. So, a lot of people, they feel like, okay, well, you know, we're happy in life, we have family, we have friends, everything in life is great, you know, just, they may have financial issues, you know, they can't travel and enjoy life as some of these famous people. So when they look at famous people, they believe that they have everything they have plus the money, plus the fame, plus the, the recognition, plus the, you know, uh, ability to be able to assess certain things in life. And I think that's where it's false because it doesn't matter who you are in life. Not everybody has a certain thing. You could be rich and be miserable. You know, people feel like, Oh, you know, people who are miserable in their day to day life, or unhappy they feel like okay well when i become rich it'll solve all my problems i'll be happy but no you'll just be a miserable rich person because what is causing you to be unhappy you haven't yet solved it because people think it's the money but the money is just a a factor of something so you want money to travel you want money so people can like you you want money so that you can impress a girl so when you get the money and you realize that you're still not oppressing girls or at least the girls that you wanted to oppress, you're oppressing like girls who, um, don't really care about you and don't really like you, you start feeling empty. So I always tell people, you know, when it comes to like life and stuff, I never I never look at anybody because you don't know what really anybody's is facing. In in life you have to find joy and happiness for yourself so that when you know, that's why, you know, the Bible always says be Be grateful and appreciative of the small things so that when God gives you more, you know, he knows that you'll be able to handle it and you'll, you'll, you'll be appreciative of it because if you can't handle where you are now in life, how do you think you're going to handle greatness and success? You have to be able to conquer the small so that you can conquer the big, you know? And so I I, I don't know, as I said, that it just brought me to the story of David, you know, like People looked at David like, oh, you can't beat uh, Goliath. But people didn't know that David was fighting off lions and and hyenas and and bears and and, and animals that were trying to, um, you know, attack his, his sheep. So he was being prepared for the big... So who is Goliath, you know, to a lion? Or who is Goliath to a bear? You know, God was using those animals to prepare him for such a battle. But people, you can't just... People just think, oh, you can just go from you know, not barely being able to handle a sheep to like going to fight a, a giant. No, it's not. No, you have to go through a training process. But anyway, so back to Elvis Presley. So I saw him and, you know, he drowned himself in in drugs. And and he said something that I see a lot of great men and women struggle with. But I would say men because I see men face this more than women. And he, w- he was like, after she left and everything, he was drowning himself more in his music, which is his work. He was drowning himself more in work. And I realized that a lot of people who are lonely in life, a lot of men, they drown themselves in work. And people just think, oh, you know, oh, they, um, they're they hardworking and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, of course, you have to be hardworking to work a lot. But they, they miss the hidden and the deeper things. I knew a guy who lost... Um, you know, he lost his family and his his parents and stuff. And when I would see him, he would always be working, always be working. And that was because he was alone. He lived by himself. His fam he didn't really have his he did have his family around. Um and so literally he worked and worked. And because when you're alone, you don't want to be lonely. So being around people, even if they're fake, even if you know they only really love you for your music, even if you know the love is not genuine or real. At least being around people, being around—it's—it's it's like it fulfills them. So when I see actors and comedians or politicians or whatever always doing their work, always doing what they they love, you know, it's because they're trying to drown out the errors in their life, in which they're deficient in. You know, because who nobody wants to sit in a house by themselves. You know, they they may not want to admit it and be like, oh, you know, I want to get married, I have kids or whatever. Some may have it, but they you know they lose it just because you have to be able to tackle those issues. And I believe Elvis's problem was he was surrounded by a lot of fake people. He was, he felt trapped in a situation in which he didn't know how to get out of. Um, you know, his manager was deceiving him and lying. And so, because he didn't have the full, I think, knowledge or understanding of, of his contract and everything, he he believed his manager because truthfully he could have, he, he was Elvis. People were paying millions to see him. He could have still left his manager and, made all that money back that you know because the manager was threatening him like oh he's gonna sue him for all his money because he owes him this much much elvis could have made that much that money back in like a month or three you know or two so he would have still been good but that fear you know it's always stands down to fear but that fear of losing everything and all the people he's helping would you know be out of a job he stayed in a situation that was horrible and you know, it brings depression because in life, when you have a purpose and when you're supposed to be doing something, because you know Elvis was being pulled to go like internationally, he wanted to, um, he wanted to do more in life. He wanted to reach a lot of people, Japan, you know, Korea, like just different parts of the world. And when you have that desire, and it's like what they call like hope deferred, when your hope to do something is deferred because a certain situation or something. You, you you kind of become depressed. So now he's stuck in a contract with a man who was not being honest so that he's, he wants to move forward, he wants to do more in life, but he can't. So a lot of times people think like, oh, well, the person has family and, you know, love their family. Because what they what you don't understand is your purpose and your family are two separate things. Like, you you can have a family and you love them and you need stuff. But at the end of the day, even with, you can have all the love in the world. If you're not doing what your spirit is moving you to do you will never feel fulfilled. It doesn't matter how many people are around you, how many people tell you, you love. It's because that 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 we're all made to do something in life. We're all created to impact one life or another or to do something. And when you're not doing that thing, nothing. Because nothing else—people, children, husband, wife, flesh, boyfriend, girlfriend—none of that stuff can really fulfill you. It's all temporary, you know. And so when you find true fulfillment and joy and which is in your purpose and i'm not saying like work because work is work that's not purpose is how you uplift another life because people think like oh well family would be important kids and yeah that's a ministry too you have to raise them and train them in the way that they should go but that's also purpose and if people don't see that that as that that's when they get um, lost but even if you don't have your own kids you can still feel fulfilled in training up uh, somebody else's child or uh you know the Boys and Girls Club club or going to like a an adoption home where there's children who don't have family members and taking it upon yourself to make sure you speak to them and 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 help them grow in the way they should be. I think people feel like life is just one one way one dimensional like it's just your kids, your wife make them happy and if if you can't do that, then you know something's wrong with you no because we're not we're not meant to just help the people we love. Imagine if everybody just helped their family in life the world would be a horrible place and you could see that too because in i want to say i'll just say like let me use america for example example, because that's where i live um a lot of these diseases that come out and become like a global whatever epidemic or whatever it is they have been out for years you know why america never cared to talk about it or people never cared to talk about it is because it never affected them it's affecting africa it's affecting europe it's affecting canada but as soon as you start seeing rapid cases in america oh we have a uh, you know a global pandemic we have a an issue and it's like yeah because now it's affecting your family it's affecting your home but when it's not affecting you you don't care and that's why you, it's it's important to care about i remember i was listening to Trevor Noah and he said you know i love everybody loves his mother because his mother the way he perceives her and the way he speaks about her it's really wonderful. Her care, like who she is, like, you know, just her, the way she trained him and the way she thinks is very amazing. And so I remember she said, or he spoke about uh, something that she made him do, which is go to their next door neighbor's lawn and cut his grass. And he felt like, why are we cutting this dude's grass? He's rude. And what's the point of why are we doing this? And she was like, because his, what is a, what will affect him? What, like, okay, let me just put it this way. What, he doesn't care to take care of will affect him, yes, but then it will later affect us because if he doesn't cut his grass, his grass will rise. There will be rats and snakes who dwell in it and then later they'll be trying to come over to our lawn. So, which is true because, you know, the Bible's it makes it very clear, like your surroundings are very important. Like, do not, and I know God always uh, likes to emphasize on do not dwell amongst different nations and different people who worship other gods because it will be like a snare to you and you could take that same i guess you could say proverb or t- say same uh lesson into physical life and say people who are around you if you stay in an environment of people who do drugs or people who shoot or people who rape people whatever they do evil it will you know becomes a snare to you become trapped because now you're surrounded by evil and so she was right because at the end of the day snakes and rats are not gonna be like oh well their lawn is cut Let's just stay here. No, they're gonna slither around looking for food. Rats moving around. So they're especially when they're cooking and they smell their food, they're gonna end up going over to their lawn. So it's better to do, you know, close our eyes and help cut this man's grass. Even though he obviously doesn't care, because in us doing that, we also protect ourselves. So if people could carry that mindset of, well, if we can, you know, help other nations who are struggling with certain sicknesses and diseases it will now stop us from being affected by those certain diseases because obviously people travel, people go back home. So you, you can try and stop people from coming to your nation, but obviously you can't stop people from going to theirs. So if people, whether they they ship goods or whatever, when they get in contact with somebody who's sick, they bring them back into their country. So I always tell people like, you know, you have, to, you have to care about what's happening with others because it will affect you. If somebody says... There's a monster under my bed. You don't just be like, oh, "Well, that's your problem." Uh, well, let's kill the monster because if the monster gets loose, he gonna come under my bed. You know, so let's <laughs> let's stop the monster from going under beds. Like that's that's the whole basis of the thing so anyways back to Elvis (laughs) I like to jump a lot guys so you'll you'll get used to it so with Elvis I realized he wasn't fulfilled because he felt like he had this calling to do more to to reach a lot of people and he was because people could be like you know a lot of people hated him because he was cool with the blacks and and you know a lot of racist people that time were like oh why is he dancing like a negro whatever like uh you know back back he was used to kind of create a bridge because what Elvis did was he brought a lot of cultures together, whether it was African-Americans, whether it was white, because uh, white people loved him, black people loved him. And even as far as, as Asians, they would start to, cause I think he did in one of his videos or he did a uh, something where he was kind of like doing Kung Fu or like kind of use like a Kung Fu thing and his stuff. Cause I think he was into all those stuff. Um, and so he was incorporating a lot of races into his, his music and it was bringing unity because people think that purpose is just strictly like stand on a pulpit and preach the word of God. God gets glory in everything. You know, if if there's segregation and you have a man who's doing music that's bringing people together and, and you know, s- promoting love and not hate, that's also a good thing you know people always like to look at the bad and be like you know because that's what the enemy he wants people to hate people who are doing good so it's easy to look at elvis and be like oh well he did this he did that he's bad he's bad 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 i mean that's what they did to jesus so obviously elvis was doing something right and so unfortunately for him you know he could never break out of what he desired in his his heart or spirit to do and that led him to to be depressed and I realize a lot of men, a lot of people, um, they hide their depression in work. They just want to work, 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 always be occupied, always be, you know, they never want to be alone. It's funny how, like, most of them say they want to be married or most of them are married and their marriage, you know, usually falls through and not really good, but yet they can never be alone because they're, fulfill- they're filling themselves up with, with des- like with things that don't last it's like temporary pleasures whereas fulfillment is long-lasting joy is long-lasting and you know when people used to say you could choose to be happy i I used to think that was false like oh yeah like i could just oh i'm gonna be happy today even though somebody slapped my face like oh i'm gonna be happy today even though you know they burned out my, ha- my house like i felt like that was like a i don't know if it's a, the word cliche or i just thought it was these people have no understanding but i realized they are true they are right because the enemy comes to steal your joy so Somebody can slap me, yes. And I can decide to spend the rest of my day thinking about the slap and be like, oh, woe is me. I hate the world. Why did she slap me? Why did he slap me? Why did they do this to me? And just be depressed and ruin. Do- and, you know, they will go on with their life, enjoying their life and doing whatever they do, you know. And then I'm over there thinking about them mourning and weeping and sorrow and murmuring when I could get slapped, you know, be affected by, you know, slap. I mean, cry or. You know, hopefully you don't slap back, but, like, just say whatever the reaction is. Whether you cry, you get angry, whatever, for that moment. But then you realize, look, I'm not going to let anyone take away my joy. I'm happy, you know. My plan today was maybe to go to the movie and watch this movie. I'm going to do that, and I'm going to enjoy the movie. I'm going to live my life because, at the end of the day, the difference between me and that guy is I'm happy, and they could be miserable. They could be so unhappy in life and hate their life i don't know what they're going through and i wish them the best i pray god will help them but as in the, the day i'm happy i love my life i can travel i can see the world and even if i can't i can get on youtube and see the world through other people who are traveling you know like i find i find joy and happiness in the simple things and i'm not gonna let nobody take that away from me because i realize it, it is true you can allow somebody to affect you because when i when i stop allowing people to affect me it was the best and it's through God. Cause I never take glory in myself, but it was the best feeling ever. Like to know that somebody says something that is mean, but I just brush it off. Like, because one, what you feel of me, I know is not true. It's what God thinks of me and what I, I believe of myself. Not what you feel I am. So for me, I just look at people. Cause I, I, when, when God started opening my eyes to see the truth of stuff, I started really realizing that people are really unhappy. Like they're really unhappy in life. And You know, in order, and they may not know it, but when they see somebody who's just happy and moving and and excelling in life, they want to cut them down. Like, and it may not be intentionally; they may not know. It could be intentionally, but sometimes unintentionally. It's just because they're so depressed, and they just want to like, it's like they're lashing at you. You know, kind of in a a way to hurt you, even though they're not trying. Like, they don't know they're trying to hurt you. Maybe some people do, but some don't know. They just they're just reacting, and. Is to kind of dim dim you down because your your happiness your light is is affecting them too much, and I realized when I learned that I realized okay well I'm not going to snoop down to your level it's either I can bring you up to my level. Or you could bring me down to yours. And so I'm not going to come down to yours. I'm going to try to pull you up. But if I ever feel like you're bringing me down, I'm going to let you go. Like the Titanic. I'm sorry, Jack. You know, come back, Jack. Come back but as he floats down and down under the water. If you're bringing me down, I got to let you go. So that's how I carry my mindset. That's how I carry life. So anyways, back to Elvis. You know, and he... he like the i remember his ex-wife asked him something like in the they were in the limos towards the end of the movie and she was like are you happy and he was kind of like um i believe he said yes but you you could tell he wasn't and it's was just sad because you you could tell towards the end of his life he was just gaining weight he was feel like just sweat it was just it was so bad like the depression really sucks and when people don't see the signs, like it's crazy because the world will see him and be like, oh my God, Elvis. And then like, oh, and he's doing thank you. Thank you very much. People, so people think he's happy. You know, and it's always the people who don't wish well for you. It's always the people who only want what they can get from you, that don't see you. Because I can see a lot of people. I'm not going to name their names, but I could see a lot of superstars and I could look into their eyes and I could see that they're trying to hold on. That they are really trying to, like I could see in their eyes that they are really just trying to hold on and find a sense of happiness and peace in life. And it's so sad because people who just want fame and money and, and cars and glory whatever they want, I don't know. And and greatness, they just they don't even care. They're they're ignoring you and what you're going through and they just they feel like, Oh my god, yeah, he's awesome. Oh they're just they're also a fan, right? Like, you know, basically that's what it is. You're dating your fan because they're not going to do anything to uplift your life they're more of thinking of what you could do for them but that's not a relationship it's supposed to be a partnership when god created eve to was to be a helpmate to adam a lot of people forget and they feel like you know the world like you know decided to divide roles and and tell people how a woman is supposed to help like oh a woman helps in the house and a man helps you know bring in the the food and the bacon and the truth is um when it comes to a woman helping a man. It's supposed to, the woman is supposed to help a man in, in areas in which he's deficient. If, obviously, if a man breaks his leg trying to kill, you know, back in the day, trying to kill a, a, a lion so they can eat or whatever, trying to kill a cow, and he broke his leg, the wife is not going to be like, oh, well, you know, I'm only a helper for, for the kids and the cleaning and the cooking, so I guess we, you know, we just got to sit here and eat plants. No back then they would take a spear and shoot the cow down and help the husband because obviously he can't do it because he's injured or whatever and so they would take it upon themselves to go and hunt you know in africa women were hunters men were hunters but if men couldn't women would hunt because that's what a helper's supposed to be not okay no you're only supposed to cook and raise kids so therefore nothing else because i used to grow up and i'll see men crying out for help but they because they were trained and raised that this is their role they didn't know how to ask for help and so I would see like I'll use my dad as like example I grew up I, I saw him struggling financially and I knew he needed help and when I got older and I was able to start getting money especially when I got to college and I realized they give you a refund when you have an over like an excess amount of money for the school semester they give you a refund and so I remember taking that refund and giving it to my dad I think it was like a thousand dollars or something like it was crazy the response I got like especially for my mom and people telling me how happy he was and and how he cried like she said he cried I've never seen my dad cry in life so I wish I was there just to witness it but she said he did I don't know to the extent but my mom wouldn't say that if obviously if he didn't so I was shocked because you know some people are really they're really drowning and they don't. They will will ask. Yeah, some people don't know how to physically and verbally ask for help. But you'll see in there, like, like obviously he would shout for minor things. Like if we left the light on, he'd be like, you know, I'm, I'm Nigerian, so in in his accent, he'd be like, "Come on, you guys, turn off the lights. Don't you see electricity is wasting? We're wasting electricity." And so he would be like yelling, and, and and for and we're just like, "Oh my God, it's not that serious." But it was serious to him because he realized he didn't have the money or enough money to pay. He was behind on bills, and so. When, when you see that now, you know that people need help. And as a woman, as a wife, we're supposed to help them. But a lot of women, they just they ignore those signs and they feel like, well, he'll figure it out. No, he's supposed to be a helper. God created women to help in areas in which the men need help, you know. It's, it's, just, it's just a lot. I, I feel like um, with time, you know, the Holy Spirit will bring understanding to things. Just like vice versa. The man is supposed to lead, not just lead in, in areas in which they feel like is manly. No, in anything. You know, as a good leader, you're supposed to be a good example. If you see somebody who needs help, which is a your wife, you see her tired, you know, and you know how to cook a meal, get in the kitchen and cook a meal, like cook something. Because when your children see that's a leader, when children see that, oh, when somebody when mommy's tired or when somebody can't do something, you know, as a leader, I can step up and help them. The great the reason why Jesus was so great was because um, he was able to serve others. As much as people loved him and respected him and regarded him as a king, he was still able to go down and serve others, and feed others, and give to other people. You know, he he wasn't ashamed of doing that. So, if you're a man and you're a leader, you shouldn't be ashamed of doing those things either. You shouldn't be ashamed of of uh, being able to change a diaper or help your kids or, or or clean around the house if you see that the house is dirty. Like if you see the house is dirty and you know your wife is not home or she's doing something that you know she, she won't be able to do it that day you can instead of just sitting in the filter being like well it's her job she needs to get the broom and you could say well you know cl- cleanliness what they used to say is next to holiness i want people to see that we don't live in filth and we have a good home and you show your children that you show them like you know i remember i i, I stayed with um a family for some time and and uh i saw their daughter she was she was doing everything. And the siblings would just like. Kind of eat. Get up and go. And she would like. Pick up their plates. And wash the dishes. So you know. The first day I was there. I observed everything. The second day. I was like. Alright. So this is what's going to happen. So. After y'all eat. Y'all are going to pick up your plate. Throw it in the trash. And put it in the sink. <laughs> so they were all shocked. They were looking at me. And I was like. Okay. That's number one. Number two. Um, we're going to take turns. And we're going to split up the days of washing Because she's not going to do everything. She's not going to clean cook pick up after you guys and wipe your ass okay she's gonna do her job and then you guys are also gonna pick up your slack so they were shocked but then they didn't and since today whenever i see them they're like oh we still do you know we still incorporate what you taught us into our life and it was you know because that's what you want you want to be a blessing to somebody else you want to uplift them and you want to impact their life for good and do something to promote help you know promote them for better and so i believe that's just what it is i mean so Basically, what I'm coming on here to say is, don't look at people and think that everything is okay with them because rich being having money doesn't solve all problems. COVID taught us that a lot of rich people had all the money to to do all the medicine and healthcare and blah blah blah, but yet they still died. Why? Because the money couldn't save them. So I believe that God is showing us that. Look, money. Does not solve all your problems. If you're an unhappy person, regardless of what money you're still going to be unhappy, because if your goal in life is to please people and to make people like you and you feel like having nice things is going to cause them to like you, you're lying to yourself. Obviously, they don't like you because they don't like you. So, having money is just going to cause them to pretend like you so they can get what you have. So, the truth is find fulfillment and join yourself. Stop pleasing people and don't look for fulfillment in others. Because it's only gonna be temporary satisfaction. It can't it's not long lasting and you'll find yourself needing more and needing, needing more and needing more. that's why people work, work, work until they drop because they need some sort of purpose. They they need to feel as if they're doing something right when really they're doing nothing at all. So, um, I hope this blesses someone and you guys stay tuned for the next podcast. I'm the change why you think they name me Grace because I'm safe,